Teacher, what star is that? In the morning, police at my door. Fresh Adidas squeak across the bathroom floor. Boom, jack, jack, boom, boom, jack, boom, 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 jack, boom, jack, boom, jack, that, that. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's that OG West Coast, bruh. What's happening, man? Yo, thank you for tuning in to FarsideTV.com. You are listening to Side Life Radio. As always, I am your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zatoichi. Domo arigato A.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, a.k.a. the Iron Hook Assassin, a.k.a. the Dead Sea Saracen. Yo, Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast to bring you what? West Coast perspectives. That's right, boy. I said West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends. Ain't nobody out there is going to be lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like me, boy. A decent, a bishop of hip-hop. You know what I mean? So you can be down now or you can bow down later. You know what I'm saying? But we only gets greater. You know what I'm saying? Yo, this is West Coast OGs all day. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Understand if this is your first time listening, and I know, you know, the show is growing every week. There's some new people hitting me up. Now, I mean, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? But understand, this may not be the best thing, but it sure enough is the West thing. Kaboom. Kaboom. Boom. Kaboom. Boom. West thing. Boom. Boom. Chicka-dum-dum. Dum. Yo. Thank you so much for uh, listening and tuning in. You know what I'm saying? I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope this opens up, as always, into a fantastic week for you. Please do me a favor, me and my man Mike Realm. If you're if you're if you're if you haven't subscribed, I need you to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, right, or Mixcloud. Okay. And if you if you have done it on Mixcloud or you've done it on iTunes, I need a quick comment. Yo, I like the show. Yo, I appreciate you. you now saying whatever. We need that. We need that because the show is growing slowly. But surely, slow and steady wins the race. And we winning, boy. We out here. Win, win, win. That's all we do. So I appreciate you, but I need you to do that. You know what I'm saying? Also, as always, man, please, please do me a favor and uh, pass the show on to one person. Just one. I don't need you to send it to your whole group, to, to some big chat tree of network. But just, if you like the show, man, pass it on to one person. You know what I'm saying? Got massive good feedback from the two interviews we just did with Danny Prokopos. Part one, if you heard, is all about like how Danny has uh, trained with all these different amazing masters and what he got from them, how that affected the way that he trains and the way that he sees competition. Part two was all about music, especially Greek music and culture and hip-hop. It was real dope. So... I want to thank you guys for all the good feedback I got on that. I want to thank those of you that have been sharing it for sharing it. You know what I'm saying? And always remember, if you want to holler at your boy, hit me at Real Hip Hop Chess on Instagram. At Real Hip Hop Chess on Instagram. However, I do have a new update about Instagram. I will not be posting there. Only hit me there to message. I'm chilling on IG right now. I have some big projects. A big part of it is 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 this show, right? And so I'm going to take a pause on Instagram for a while. So don't trip out if you don't see nothing. Follow me. I follow back. If you have a message for me, I'll respond. But I'm not going to be posting. I'm not going to be updating on at Real Hip Hop Chess. But hit me there. Give me feedback. If you have ideas about show stuff, if you have questions, you can do all of that there. You know what I'm saying? We are going to skip heartbeat props. The first time I skip heartbeat props. Actually, you know what? Let, let me not. You know what? My heartbeat props this week are for you. Truly, every listener. You you all mean so much to me and Mike. You all mean so much to me and Brown and the squad here at Farside TV. I'm going to give it to you. The truth is, this week, I have just been a hermit. 
You know what I'm saying? I've been a hermit, man. I've just been studying and reading and meditating and working out. And that's all I've been doing. That's all I've been doing. So um, forgive me, you know what I'm saying? For the heartbeat props, not like naming out specific people, but I really haven't been around nobody. I don't know if I've talked to you about it before, but in the world of Myers-Briggs, I am an INFJ. INFJ. Look that up on your own time. But long story short, INFJs are very reclusive. And I just been on my own, uh, in, in my own cranium and, and working out and just being a straight monk, I guess. Yeah. I'm like a I'm like a a Shaolin monk. I'm like Pai Mei. You know what I'm saying? So when I see you on the street and, and I acknowledge you, remember what happens if you don't respond. So we're going to jump into the West Coast word of the week. You know what I'm saying? And this is truly a Bay Area word that I don't think I hear any anywhere else. Maybe maybe people do say it somewhere else. But the term is Jawsin. Jawsin. J-A-W-S-I-N. And it means that you're either talking trash or someone's lying. Like if someone's like, man, I can beat this fool in hoops all day. Blah, 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 blah. They Jawsin. Or if a girl's like, yeah, girl, he's going out with me on Saturday, but da-da-da. And you already know, like, this fool is already, like, with some other chick across town. She jaws in trying to, like, claim this fool. You know what I'm saying? Um, jaws in. All right? Now you know the term. Try to use it in a sentence once this week, would you? Um, so, Krisha Khakis with that before you crack, crack. Oh, can I just tell you how I have just been buying stuff on Amazon? I just bought Dickies on Amazon. I know I'm late to this party, but it's still tripping me out how I can really put anything in Amazon and it comes up and I get it. And I hate to bow down to the to the monster and work with these big companies, right? Like, But it's so easy because I am an INFJ, right? Because I am a hermit and a recluse, I could just be like, yo, I need some new dickies and I need some soap and I need some deodorant and I need some batteries and I can just do, 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 and just get it delivered to the house, dog. Oh, man. Jeff Bezos, you sly fox. Okay, so what have I been up to? I'm going to be real honest with you. I have not really been digging a lot of what I'm seeing on the news lately. All right. I'm just going to look, I don't like to talk politics because so much of my younger life, I was on some hardcore political activist stuff and I'm just not that way anymore. All right. But let me just be really honest. Like this week I did see the stuff that, um, president Trump said about Ilhan Omar and the squad of four. And yeah, you know, I was, I, I'm not going to pretend that I was shocked by it. I wasn't shocked by it. I mean, he's, to me, he's been pretty clear that he doesn't really care about black or brown people, that he doesn't really care about women, that he doesn't care about gay or transgenders, um, and that he doesn't care about sincere religious people of any background, including Christianity. But I don't want to talk about him uh, for too long. What I want to talk about is how CNN has just been talking about one or two tweets from him and two or three little sound bites like all week, man. And it's so irritating. And it's the same thing on MSNBC. And it's the same thing on so many other stations that like, I am just tired, man. I am so tired of CNN. But it's not like I like Fox or anything like that. I get my news from wherever I get it from. If I trust the source, then I go look into it and and I do my own homework. But like, I'm not someone who who really gets off on any mainstream news or any mainstream radio. You know, I just don't. Except for the mainstream news or radio station that picks up Bishop Chronicles. When they do, I love that station. Always have. Huh? Let's hug it out. What I am saying, though, in all seriousness, is that if CNN, at this point, CNN is embedded on the left, right? Center left. Fox embedded hard right. Okay. And a lot of other stations that are mainstream kind of scatter, you know, on some variant of those things, right? Nobody's being really objective. People bring out the same three people to talk about the same topics for the same 24-hour segment. It's really sad. It's really sad. And like, if it appears to me that CNN wants Trump out of office, right? If that's the case, 
Stop talking about Trump all day and talk about issues. Talk about the history of the candidates. Talk about who is Ilhan Omar. I ain't going to lie. I don't know that much about her. I don't know. I've heard some things I question, but whatever. Again, politics is not my realm. Uh, I've heard some things from Ocasio that I like. Thumbs up all the time. Um, And I've heard some things from some of the other candidates. I don't care. Biden just old and I don't think he's going to make it. I don't know who on the left is even going to be a formidable opponent to Trump. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I'm bored with the lack of depth that CNN is bringing to these discussions. It takes more than being mad at Trump to win an election. It takes more than being upset about a tweet to explain a political position. And I'm just kind of bored, man. I'm really, really bored. And so... um I think when we look back at what the potential of our news sources had in them and we really look back in 10, 20 years at what they did with the now, we'll all be highly disappointed and we'll all feel supremely manipulated, truly. And the only thing worse than like where we are in the state of media is really just where we are as a people where like, you know, Americans used to care. Like I remember when uh, shows like 2020, 60 Minutes, in-depth reporting and coverage was important to Americans. Now, we don't even have the stamina to watch something beyond, a, to read something beyond a meme and a paragraph or watch something with intent and clarity, right? And listening and questioning. That's, that's longer than like a two-minute piece, man, a two-minute story. Like, it's really sad. So... Yeah, pretty whack. Um, That just really bothered me. All right, so what else have I been into outside of my disgust with the American media right now? I taught a class at the UFC gym this week. That was dope. UFC gym, San Bruno, go there. It's dope. I had hella fun. I taught a pendulum sweep to the mount to Cobra Clutch submission to straight armbar. Hella fresh had fun. Everybody loved it. And I'm always grateful to be there at the UFC gym in San Bruno. And shout out to Steve and everybody else over there. Anthony, you know what I'm saying? Whole squad. You know what I'm saying? One time for the UFC gym. Um, Speaking of the UFC, what about that last UFC fight night this weekend, huh? Orlovsky fighting Rothwell, huh? Nice shots. Man, isn't Rothwell just like kind of a taller, leaner butterbean? Isn't Rothwell like if if Butterbean did cross training and then decided to fight, I mean, I ain't going to lie, bro. Rothwell is going to hurt almost anybody he hits. But Arlovsky, who can be hot and cold, right? He's either all in or he's just like, what's going on with this guy? He was really, really good the other day. And he just kept steady with that straight left and just bloodied Rothwell. I know he was having a hard time breathing, standing from all that blood coming out. And he couldn't hang. So that was dope. Um... Let's talk about the devastating KO that Walt Harris brought. I always say this guy's name wrong. The Russian guy who's got great submissions. Olenink? Oh, I always butcher his name. Hey, please don't come beat me up, sir. Mr. Russian guy with good submissions. Olenik? Olenik. Yo, he was a tough guy. But you know what? Walt Harris reminds me of Phil Davis. I think we may have a new Phil Davis out here. He's long with the legs and the arms, but has a wide upper torso, not afraid to go to the ground, got hands, came through with a really sick kind of like uh, flying right knee, switched to the left, and then took this like left hook to the temple, man. And uh, the Russian was out cold. Crazy. Um, and then Edwards versus Dos Anjos, hey, I didn't think Edwards was going to rush into that Brazilian and put him down on the mat early. That was impressive. Shout out to the UK. I got more friends in the UK, by the way. Shout out to the whole UK. Shout out to the Jamaicans in the UK. You see how he had the uh, Edwards had like the 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 uh, the 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 English flag, right? The UK flag, but then on the inside he had his uh, Jamaican flag. You know what I'm saying? Bomba clat, ras clat, man. I have horrible patois, but yeah. 
Edwards, I think, is a rising star for real and going to be on the upswing for a minute. He's going to be hard to stop. He's long and he's strong, and his jiu-jitsu was way better than I thought. I didn't think that Dos Anjos was going to sub him, but I thought he would be stronger. I thought he would be stronger on his back, and he really wasn't, man. So shout out to Edwards and his coach, because whoever is coaching Edwards really studies not just jujitsu, but Dos Anjos, because they knew how to shut him down. And he got close because you could see he kept looking for that uh, Kimura, but he couldn't get it. He could never get it. And uh, yeah, it was impressive. Very impressive. And now let's talk about Pacquiao versus Thurman. One time for the West Coast OGs. Huh? First of all, I've been a Pacquiao fan. All right? And for the record, if you haven't seen me, I'm black. Black as 25 million midnights. You understand me? I'm talking about my heart. My heart's that black. My my skin. I'm a slightly darker version of Will Smith with more striking facial features. However, what I am saying is that I've been a fan of Pacquiao forever. No disrespect to Mayweather. I see you. Salute. But what I'm saying is, I you know, I don't follow boxing, but I knew, I knew that um, Thurman was popping off. I didn't really know who Thurman was. And I thought, based off of his talk, that he was going to be way more devastating than he was. But before we get into that fight, I'm going to jump into it. But let's talk about some of the great fights on that undercard real quick. Uh, Champ Caleb Plant dropped Mike Lee like five times. Super dominant. Impressive. Um... He said he plans to come back harder with whoever who wants it, and I think he's serious. Um, and then, did you see the KO of Neri? Neri KOs of Piano? Am I saying that right? Piano, devastating, dude. He hit him. Okay, so 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 Piano had this right hand that was super extended, exposing his ribs, and Neri gave him this left to the ribs. That was out of control because he was so extended when he gave him that that left his body had no crunch like he couldn't he couldn't collapse with it he couldn't fold with it dude he just dropped him i don't even know if his ribs was broke or if he just took all the wind out of him but uh piano dropped and screamed listen everyone who who has the ability go back and watch that knockout and when you see Piano fall, because at first when he took the hit, you could see he doesn't feel it at first. But like two seconds later, he just drops, he falls to his back, and he screams up from his back. Aah! He's totally messed up. There's an Asian dude sitting ringside who has the look of like the Shogun's executioner. He had no love for Piano. He just looked like, if he dies, he dies. For real. You got to go look at that. I took a picture of it. It's so crazy. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But back to Thurman. Thurman got mopped like he should have, like he deserved to. Let the beating of Thurman be a lesson to all young people to not talk crazy to their dad. Because dads will beat you, boy, like you should be beaten. Don't talk crazy to your uncle because the uncle will put hands on you like he should put hands on you. Right. Uh, 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 all you students out there in high school and college who want to like live up on your on your on your on your teachers, bro. This is exactly why you shouldn't. OK, because he going to beat you and then he going to teach you how to be a champion. Right. He going to beat you. Then he going to teach you how to be a champion. Let's talk about that first round knockdown. Bing, bing, bing. Right. Boop. He was on his back. Oh, oh, oh. Right. Trying to get up. OK, cool. He never had a dominant round after that. He got some good hits, but. Nothing that rocked him. Nothing like that liver shot. Oh, my God. The liver shot. Huh? He had way better flurries through the course of the through the course of the fight. You know what I'm saying? And even though it was a split decision, it shouldn't have been. That was the judges being kind to Thurman. Okay? He ran most of the fight. He never had Pacquiao remotely hurt. And when Pacquiao won, he was very gracious. He showed that boy how to be a champion. It was almost like he beat him down and was like, you know what? When you become champ again, remember what I do now so you can be like me then. It was, in a word, 
Super impressive. Super impressive. And congratulations to Pacquiao and all you youngsters. Do watch the entire fight so you can learn what happens when you mess with the OGs. That's how it should be. Thank you, Pacquiao. Thank you for teaching the youth. And now, on to hip-hop. Um, what have I been listening to? On, on, on the real, I've been listening to dark hip-hop. Forgive me, for I have sinned. Uh, who have I been listening to? Conway, Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun. Listen to whatever you want. Just don't judge me when you hear it. Be like, dang, Deez, are you okay up top? I am okay. I just happen to like Conway, Benny the Butcher, and West Side Gun. I love the 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 down tempo-ness of their stuff, and I love the I love the darkness. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? It's just how it is. Uh check your boy out on Spotify. Uh I have some lists up there. All right, all right. Uh Adisa the Bishop, you know what I mean? Look me up. And uh, I got a list called Alpha Jams, hard, hard, from all from all eras of hip hop. Just Alpha Jams, just stuff to work out to. Okay, uh, I got another one called Mellow Rhymes, which you can imagine is down tempo, mostly jazzy and boom bap, but still, you know what I'm saying? It can be dark up in there. The Jedi Mind Tricks, you know what I'm saying, etc. Um, above the Law. Um, I got a rock and a metal one called Mosh Pit Madness, and I got a reggae list just called Ja Love. Marinate with the OG. Come come check out what I'm rolling with. I'll tell you something that I heard that's real dope. A guy named Apollo from San Diego. I just stumbled across him on IG. I.M.Apollo, right? And uh, he's got a track called Own It, Hella Fresh. You got to go to his page and click his YouTube channel. And he had a really dope track that I came across called Walking on Water. Shout out to Apollo, man. That dude's dope. He, 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 he needs love, man. Go check him out. Purchase his work. You know what I'm saying? Follow that boy. You know what I mean? Um, even one of his videos got some chess in it. And he got some chess imagery, some MMA uh, 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 vocals and lyrics. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so you know, he dope. He dope. Um, on a more mainstream level, Mood Forever is tight by Jay-Z and Beyonce and Donald Glover. Feeling that track. I really love how The Lion King is really going hard. I like um, the unflinching African elements in it. Because the first one, I'm not trying to clown. If you really pay attention to the first Lion King, the only people that had African accents was the voodoo witch doctor monkey. Hella stereotypical and hella disrespectful. And Simba's mom, who I'm forgetting the sister that... um, does her voice, but she is always been beautiful. It was the mother of uh, Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. She's just fine, always been fine. Good God. Facial structure? Are you kidding me? Skin tone? Are you kidding me? If I was older, she would have got wifed. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, you know, I always didn't like how, and you got to understand, as a black man watching watching the film, the original cartoon, right? I was like, they have James Earl Jones as the dad, but then they got Ferris Bueller's voice as the son. And even 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 Mufasa's brother had some old English vibe, right? And I felt that was hella disrespectful to Africa and African people, right? But this is what happens. But now this new stuff, it looks like, I'm hoping, there's a little more authentic Africanity, as it were, in the actual film. And I'm looking forward to... Um, seeing it. You know what, man? I almost named my son Simba based off of that. Almost named my son Simba. I didn't, but it was close. Um, I'll tell you where the real fire is right now. Lost Tapes by Nas. Lost Tapes 2. Lost Tapes 2. All right? I could do a whole show on Lost Tapes 2. I'm not gonna, I may in the future, I can't lie. I, I'm not gonna, but I'm gonna tell you right now. Here's what you need to be down with. The track called The Freestyle, ridiculous. Al Jarreau of Rap, hella good, especially if you if you knew the 80s. That particular track by Al Jarreau uh, was a smash hit. You know what I mean? Super creative. Uh, Tanasia, a really dope ghetto love song, right? Royalty. Right as a grimy story, he's so good with the stories. I still think Nas doesn't get enough love. As much love as he gets, he doesn't get enough love for his stories. The only real critique I'm gonna give of this mixtape is, as dope as all of his all of his bars are, I'm not always happy with some of the hooks. That's my only real critique. Some of the hooks are not 
top notch, okay? However, he has a really dope track called Who Are You? Kind of like a generational letter to the elders, which is hella powerful. And he also has um, a track called War, The War Against Love, which is beautiful. The War Against Love. And um, listen, the last track is called Beautiful Life. The first verse of that song made me cry. The first verse of that song made me cry as a father as a divorced father and like you would you would you would have to know what it feels like to be that man beautiful life bro i'm actually mad at nas bro why are you trying to make a grown man cry you, you shouldn't be doing that bro you supposed to just rock mics and make everybody feel good bro beautiful life man uh i do hate you nas for making me cry uh but great job on lost tapes too and it's just another reminder, man. People always talk about uh, rappers, you know, from the old school are whack and it's proof that they're wrong. And it's really the bigger problem with the narrative of hip hop and rap specifically is that is that the OGs got it right and the BGs got it wrong. And the truth is all hip hop is dope. I don't care what year you show me. I'm going to show you a dope year of hip hop. There's always someone that's lyrical. There's always someone that's got crazy bars. There's always someone that's got skill. You know what I'm saying? The trends may differ. The production styles may differ. You know, maybe there's more or less scratches. Maybe there's more or less auto-tune. Maybe whatever, bruh. Hip-hop is dope. So if you're an old dude hating on the young, you tripping. And if you're a youngster trying to say the OGs is whack, you're also tripping. All right? Remember what Pacquiao had to do to Thurman and show y'all what it is. Hey. And on that note, really closing... Did you see Trump talking about freeing ASAP Rocky? Right? Listen, I'm not mad at ASAP Rocky. For real? Bro, remember what he said about Ferguson and not caring about the black people that were struggling in 2014 with all the stuff that was going on with Mike Brown and everything else? Listen to me. I don't hate him. I'm not mad. But I can't give any energy to that. I had a sister reach out to me on Facebook and be like, hey, um, will you help? free ASAP. And I was like, no, I will not help free ASAP at all. This other kid from Chicago, Tay K or whatever. No, free them for, but Mumia is in jail still. I, you know what? Give Mumia a new trial. Okay, fine. Y'all don't want to free him. That's fine. But let's not pretend that he got a fair trial. He did not get a fair trial. And I'm not even going to pretend that I'm clear on what he did or didn't do. What I'm saying is he didn't get a fair trial, so I don't know. Matulu Shakur, free that man. Free that man. Free all political prisoners in North America. All right? Now that's me, oh, he getting too activist. Listen to what I'm saying, bro. If this is America, we shouldn't have political prisoners. If you believe in the Constitution, we shouldn't have political prisoners, man. We shouldn't. Free him. ASAP, bruh, when you abuse the blessings that God gives you, this is what happens. And to all you rappers that have been getting freed, right, like Meek Mill, I got love for Meek Mill. I got respect for Meek Mill. He really killed it on that last record. But I'm going to tell you what, I haven't heard him say Mumia's name. He from Philly, OG, where you at? Meek Mill, speak about these political prisoners, bro. Don't just talk about the system as a whole. The system needs to be fixed. Come on, man. But you got OGs from your city who's trying to help people then the way you trying to help people now, Meek. Come on, man. Somebody talk to Meek Mill, bro. You know what I mean? Um, and then on this whole thing really quick. So there's a jujitsu guy named Jeff Glover. This dude uh, has fought in the Abu Dhabi Combat Club. And at ADCC, it's a pioneering uh, jujitsu competition circuit. Been that way since about 2000. Dude, Jeff Glover got on my page and was being hella racist. What happened was he got on his page and was being, he, he posted something about Ilhan Omar. Again, 
I don't know her politics, but he started trying to disrespect Muslims. And I've seen him post negative stuff about Prophet Muhammad. I've seen him post other stuff that was that was racist, okay? And so I called him on it and I said, I think it's funny that a lot of jujitsu guys, because if you're not in jujitsu, you won't understand this, that a lot of jujitsu guys be here in America talking crazy about Muslims, but then be all praying to go to Abu Dhabi. I'm not kidding. They pray that Sheikh Tanun sees a video clip of them and invites them out. This guy named Sheikh Tanun for years has been bringing the best people from Brazil, America, Japan, anywhere to come compete. He puts them up. It's a great humanitarian event, man. Okay? And he has kids that he adopts. He trains them in jujitsu and they get to compete too in a whole nother tournament. Man, it's out of control and it's been that way. But a lot of these American, um, especially white Jiu-jitsu guys, man, like they're very alt-right and they're very racist. And people do not talk about, they do not talk about the alt-right movement that has been in jiu-jitsu for at least 15 years. It's not a joke. And I would love to talk to you more about it, but I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to tell you is Jeff Glover said racist, Islamophobic, homophobic, ableist, transphobic things through his entire conversation with me. And it was also on his page too. But he kept trying to get at me and I was unrelenting on him. Jeff Glover, bruh, he looks like a runaway conjoined twin of Larry David, if you've never seen him. He actually looks like if George Costanza had a stomach staple and then had garbage ass tattoos put on his arms and his stomach. You know what he looks like? He looks like every episode of Poor White Trash from Cops embodied in one single human being. And be understood, he is a great jujitsu guy. If we fought, he'd break me up a hundred times in three minutes. But his technique, as great as his technique is, his character is trash. His ability to respect other Americans is nil. His honoring of others' humanity is not there, okay? And there's a lot of people like him in jiu-jitsu, bro. There's a lot of people like him that sit around, they talk crazy about Mexicans, Brazilians, calling them monkeys and all this other stuff, man. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful, okay? And if you if you know who Jeff Glover is, you shouldn't have him do any events, any any seminars at your school, If you have any friends or family that are gay, Muslim, black, Latino, trans, okay? If they're disabled. Because these are the people that he disrespected and dishonored, okay? Now, I'm not going to go in hard on anybody else right now. I just want you to know that Jeff Glover is a racist human being. He has a dark heart. And I even said, man, look, listen, people in jiu-jitsu, if you're honest... Tell me that I'm lying about this. I don't care if you like Fight to Win, if you liked Metamorris, if you like Polaris Pro, if you like any of these EBI, any of these big no-gi jiu-jitsu forums and, and tournaments, tell me they are not the children of Abu Dhabi Combat Club. I said, Jeff, you directly have benefited from Muslim visionary things. In jiu-jitsu. You've been able to showcase your jiu-jitsu in Abu Dhabi. You've traveled the world, learning a Japanese art, training with Brazilians, training with African Americans, training with Latinos. And how can you be so racist and, un- and so ungrateful? Every no-gi tournament specifically right now in America and the world is the children of Sheikh Tanun. Are all of these champions, I got a chance to highlight all their stuff in ADCC, Right? You are all beneficiaries of Muslim charity, Muslim innovation, and Muslim goodwill to the world, man. And that don't mean that you got to believe in Islam. And that don't mean you got to love the Prophet Muhammad. And that don't mean that you got to agree with everything any Muslim does, ever. But to go out of your way to be so disrespectful. To dishonor all the different cultures that make this art happen. That made Jeff Glover happen. I cannot accept it. I cannot accept it. And I'm going to tell you something right now. People called me after, and I'm being very serious about this. They called me after, and they said, you know what, man? Jeff Glover is a drug addict. 
He's not just acting like poor white trash. That's what they told me. They said he is poor white trash. He is an addict. He is in a lot of pain physically and emotionally. He's on ketamine. Some people say he's on meth. Ketamine is like a damn horse tranquilizer. Listen, Jeff, I don't know what you are, bro. I was told you're Jewish. That don't bother me. I've always had hella Jewish friends and family, extended family. All right, people that I love genuinely. Like, <sighs> I don't know what's going on with you, bro. But what you said was not cool. All right. And I don't know who you believe in. I don't know if, if you're a practicing Jew. I don't know if you're a practicing Christian. I don't know if you're an atheist. I don't know anything. I'm going to tell you right now on this show, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you to be healed within your spiritual and your physical heart. I'm going to pray for you to beat your addiction, beat your racism, beat your inability to love other human beings despite their compassion and kindness to you. All right? Bismillah, in the name of Allah, beneficent the merciful. Please bless and protect Jeff Glover. Help him learn to have a better understanding of what it means to be an American. Help him learn to embrace humanity as he has embraced this beautiful art of jujitsu and help him match his character with his technique, inshallah. Help him have more compassion for the Mexicans and others who are trapped in these lightweight concentration camps at the border. Help him care about the mothers who are separated from their children. Help him care about the, 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 the terror that the children feel. Help him care and respect the African-Americans he's trained with over the years and see them as human beings. Help him remember the gratitude of Sheikh Tanun and all the other people who helped make Abu Dhabi Combat Club happen and all of the things that the creation of the Abu Dhabi Combat Club helped him gain in his life. Inshallah. Amin. Listen to me. Jiu-Jitsu has to do better. We have an opportunity to help the world unify in a very authentic and peaceful way through an art that's beautiful that we've all contributed to. Am I as good as Jeff Glover? Nope. Am I as good as a bunch of other people in the world? Nope. But I love this art and I share this art. And I hope that other people who practice this art and other martial arts work to find their own humanity so that they can see it in others. If you do martial arts and you haven't found your own humanity and you can't see it in others, then there's nothing that I can do for you ever. Let's all pray for Jeff Glover. Meditate for Jeff Glover. Reach out to Jeff Glover. Tell Jeff Glover that he needs help. And if he is as addicted as so many people have told me, then help him get help. Jeff, if you need help, I will help you get help for your addiction. Raise the bar. So now, I'm just going to recap Area 51, right? People are supposed to storm Area 51 all these crazy memes, a lot of which are hella funny, right? And I talked about this a little on the last one, right? So basically, there's people saying that they want to storm um, Area 51, where, where people have always said that a lot of alien activity, like crashed spaceships from Roswell and stuff like that exist, right? If you listen to Joe Rogan, right, and a lot of other stuff, you know, there, there's people on there talking about you know, aliens. So I've been, I've been, you know, one, I've always, I think every American, every human being has wondered about these, um, these kinds of shows, right? And so I spent some time looking at different stuff. I'm just going to say quickly that if you look at America, I mean, like you gotta, you gotta watch the stuff online and on television, but look from a theological perspective and remember I'm a Muslim, Right. I believe aliens are completely possible, without question. Um, in Islam, like when you when you say like the, the basic prayer, right? Like you say, "Benevolent, the merciful, Lord of the worlds," right? Worlds is is plural, right? And we know how infinite the universe is now. 
that the earth isn't just the only place that can inhabit life, right? We're not even sure exactly how old the universe is, right? And there's so many things that we just don't know. Just to throw like some wild stuff at you, look up a guy named Emmanuel Velikovsky. Look up his work. Look up his work. A lot of people did and still tried to um, undermine and critique Emmanuel Velikovsky and say that he was a crackpot. But I tell you what, his work shows you more about what we don't know than what we do know. Worlds in Collision, great book. Okay, there's a lot of great books that Emmanuel Velikovsky put together. And while I don't believe in everything that he wrote, I have to say, a lot of his findings really ruin a lot of the general human narrative that we try to pretend is how we got here and what this planet has endured and who was around when. So I believe that aliens are possible. Now, I already told you, you know, um, that it's completely plausible to me. Everything that happened at Roswell, New Mexico, I believe something happened. All right. You know, people talk about DARPA now. Right. Uh, DARPA. Those are the people that come out of the government with like the latest technology. And they say that so much of the technology that you saw uh, rapidly rise from America came from Roswell crash space equipment. I think that's totally plausible. I do. All right. The other thing that really makes me believe in spaceships, though, is quite frankly, how far and wide you can see alien spacecraft in the sky. It happens in America, in Russia, in South America, in Australia, right? Can so many people be wrong? How likely is it that all of these people are wrong? That all of it is just weather balloons or blah, blah, blah. How plausible is that? Not very. It's not very plausible. I think further, if you look at DARPA and the things that they do, I mean, can I say for sure that all of it is alien technology? Maybe, maybe not. It might have it might have just given DARPA the 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 baseline for 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 alien understanding, right? And I think if you go back to Truman, President Truman, like he started DARPA, if I if I if I understand correctly, you know. And you know, my ultimate feeling is that we have to keep studying, but I think that the main reason why people don't want to talk about aliens in mainstream society as like a a discussion is that it completely hijacks the traditional framework of organized religion. It hijacks it big time. But I'm a person who believes that anything that's truly connected to God is true. So if aliens exist... I don't have a problem with that, and that doesn't affect my faith or my perception of God, because I already believe in a Lord of the worlds. But for people who have more rigid concepts and understandings of the creator and the spectrum of creation, this can be obviously a big problem. There's too many people from too many places who have seen too much in and around aliens that I believe that they exist. Absolutely. Do I believe they exist at Area 51? Maybe, maybe not. But the fact that anyone would even pretend that they were fixing a storm, Area 51, is insane. And I think that anybody who tries, you know, some people say they're joking. Other people say they're not. I don't know. All I know is anybody who tries to get near Area 51 is going to get clapped in unimaginable ways. We might see new technology lay down people trying to get inside Area 51. And just the fact that anybody would announce when they try to show up at Area 51. I believe Area 51 has lots of tunnels down there. 
So let's just say that like there's aliens smoking blunts playing Tupac right now under Area 51. Dude, they've already moved them. Them dudes are underground, driven 200 miles already in another direction. They might be in L.A. They might be in San Diego right now. You know what I mean? They might be in D.C. chilling at Trump's house. You know what I'm saying? At an underwater Mar-a-Lago that you don't even know exists. Like, whatever you think you're going to find inside Area 51 is so well defended, you're going to die. And it's probably gone already. It's probably gone. I think one of the biggest problems with America as a general rule and men in particular as a species is we cannot be at peace without knowing. This is a Western issue, I think. American men, European men, European philosophies a lot to me seem to really rest on the idea that we must know. And this idea of must knowing is also what makes men, period, but especially European men in the last thousand years, especially successful. Especially successful, right? If men didn't try to know, if the black men and women of Kemet didn't try to know mathematics, there would be no Pyramid of Giza, right? Perfectly aligned with the heavens. Right? If the Moors who conquered Spain and controlled it from 700 to 1500 essentially didn't aspire to know math and science and cartography, right? If they didn't study and travel, right? So much of what became the European uh, Renaissance uh, uh, and awakening, it just would have never happened, right? If Socrates, if Marcus Aurelius, okay, if Seneca, right, Epictetus, if they don't aspire to know, so much is just unknown. And we need this knowledge. But there are simply things we know that our brain doesn't even work in its full capacity. This is not news. There's so much that we cannot know just based on that alone, the limited scope of our brain usage. But we have to be more at peace with what we cannot know. In, in Islam, there's this phrase called Allahu Alam. It means God knows. Like we, we, we may never know that, right? And in Taoism, in Confucianism, right? In Buddhism, in my understanding of these paths. There's this thing that like you may not understand how A, B, and C ever really worked or works. You may not. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still aspire, but it means that we should have some sense of respect for what we just will not know. And respect that limit. And in that limit, have a sense of honor for the awe that is this universe, that is your breath right now, right? That is your smile right now. That is your reflection, your voice, your brain, your wisdom, strength, and beauty. These are things that we don't know how everything works. Even within our own human bodies, we don't get everything, right? But these are the things that should keep us inspired and loving ourselves, inspired and loving one another, inspired and peaceful, inspired and nonviolent, inspired and honored to have this time with ourselves and each other. Again, man, I already told you in the last show, if there are aliens, which I do believe, People get all excited. And all. I remember I was talking to one of my friends years ago, my boy AK. He was like, yeah, man, because they don't want us to know. about." I said, but who cares about these aliens? These fools ain't doing nothing for black people, bro. They ain't done nothing for Rodney King. Where were the aliens when Rodney King was getting his ass whooped? 
Hmm? Where were they when Dr. King got shot? Where were they when Malcolm X got shot? Where were they when Kennedy got shot? Aliens ain't doing nothing for us, dog. Right? Now, I speak to you as a black man through black eyes. And I understand that this flesh uh, outer casing does not define me. It doesn't. Because it doesn't guarantee me any good character. It doesn't guarantee me any honor. It doesn't guarantee me any higher level of love or closeness to divine essence than any other human being on the planet that may have blue eyes and blonde hair and whatever, pale skin and freckles and, right? Only our character is really gonna like do that. But aliens, right? I'm looking at it through black eyes. But okay, let's throw my black perspective out the window. What are aliens doing for the disabled? Hmm? What are aliens doing to save the environment? They've been watching, if they exist, they've been watching us trash this place for a long time. And none of them said, hey, bro, we can take that out of, out of, the, out of the sea for you. Hmm? You want us to take all this plastic out, bro? We can get it. Oh, don't trip. Our spaceship can go to the bottom of the ocean. We can zap all this trash, right? What are aliens doing for the air quality? They're just watching us cook this whole planet? They ain't never been like, hey, an alien ship just showed up and like refroze the upper quarter of the Arctic and then bounced because we're too dumb to save it ourselves. Come on, man. If they exist, who cares? You run up in Area 51, you're getting clapped. Outside of being a funny meme and some good, you know, video clips, it's a waste of anyone's time to even talk about this. I have wasted too much time talking about Area 51. And so in conclusion, I'm looking forward to seeing y'all on September 20th because it's going to be crazy. <laughs> This is FarsideTV.com. You are listening to Sidelife Radio. This is the Bishop Chronicles. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Mixcloud. Remember, I will not be on IG, but follow me if you want to message me at Real Hip Hop Chess. Have a very blessed week. The Black Cortez Killer is out. West Coast OGs all day. Peace. Teacher, what style is that? Thank you.